Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the recap. On today's episode, we joined Akio, who again is fucking Zoom calling me from Hawaii having the time of his life while I'm in this fucking stuffy ass little fucking studio. But that's okay. We discussed how Vancouver has been handling their COVID protocols, what it's like fucking um, eating in a restaurant and a patio and how it's just like so lame now, you know? We also talked about Bitcoin and the craze around that and how, you know, our world could be in need for a giant fucking shift and you know our political ideologies might fucking all switch up and 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 the world might just fucking completely change because we feel a shift coming there is a shift coming and it's gonna be fucking big so stay tuned stay tuned for the fucking podcast listen up and uh have fun this episode is brought to you by the granville room they are located at 957 Granville Street and are now open every Friday and Saturday night from 6 p.m. until 11 p.m. and hope to be open later in the near future. Stop by early between 6 and 8 for happy hour and free poutine followed by live DJs. For more information and booking tables, please visit them at safeandsoundent.com or at Granville Room on Instagram. I can click record now. No, no, no. No, you don't have to. Now I did. Say hello to the universe. Say hello to the internet. Hello, metaverse. Hello. Here we go. Your English accent. You know, when I start doing the English accent, we're on 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 the air. Hello, and welcome back to a new episode of PNC Akio. What are we? Oh yeah. You're just jumping right into it. Hey, post my clarity. You already know. You already fucking know. We always jump right into it. We get as fucking wet as we fucking want to. Let's go, baby. Um. So, again, yeah, so what's going on? What's what's good back home? Let's get yeah, back so home. Let's, how, uh, how you let's put some fucking. Let's preface this fucking episode real quick. Once again, Akio is good. out of commission, kind of, and <laughs> is enjoying his lovely retirement in um lovely Hawaii. And is coming to you live from Maui. But you know, you guys, we are fucking we're so dedicated. We're so dedicated. I got Keo on a fucking Zoom call, and we're gonna make sure we get you your fucking weekly nut. So fuck yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it only makes sense. It's what we do. Don't say we're going back home, man. Like I've been trying to. Yeah, happy uh, happy Fourth of July. Um. So what's going on back home? I've been, I'm trying to keep up. I'm reading up on Global News BC and all this, trying to figure out what's going on. And, you know, because in America, it's like open, essentially. It's like not, it's it's like a tiny, tiny bit locked down. But the every fucking day. does not day, exist in America. Okay, let's not go too far. Let's okay, <laughs> not right, go crazy. That was a reach. That was but, a like, reach. but every day, like, it's, yeah, it's, it's getting looser and looser every day, every week, like, you know, at the gym, people were like always wearing masks when I first got here. Now, no one's wearing masks. And, right. you know, I see groups of people like, you know, at restaurants, like taking photos, like, you know, um, at sunset and before at the same restaurant, you had to get permission from the, from the, from the table sitting next to you if they could be next to you for the picture and all this kind of like real kind of, you know, pussyfooting around and making sure everyone was comfortable. Now people are just like hugging and taking pictures and having people take their cameras and, you know, it's like, it's almost, it's like every day I could see we're getting closer to a normal, Really, but I don't, at home, I, I don't think it's like that, is it? So Hawaii is open completely? 
not completely. No, no, no. There's still restrictions, but it's like, like I said, it's like every day it's getting easy. Like the restrictions are getting looser and looser. And, you know, obviously it's not like Florida where it's just like Travis Scott's throwing a 50,000 person party. And <laughs> I saw there was a, a, a game or, or I know the UFC had fights with like 15,000 fans. I saw something in Dallas that was like 70,000 fans. I'm like, what the fuck? Wow. I'm so jealous. We're, we're getting fucking... We're getting played on on social media big time. It, it was like, like we're doing this. What do you do? What do you do in Canada? It's exactly. I feel like as soon as like as far as America gets in reopening and stuff, we keep going backwards over here. Like it seems like it's getting worse. Yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, but is it though? Like, what is the what is the mood like back home? Are people kind of like still like you know super compliant? Always wearing masks, not you know like staying at restaurants I, and the patios I and not like mingling when groups. They're, when they're, when they're um like at a restaurant or something like people follow the rules but apart from that i don't think yeah. people care about like you know not staying in the same group of people and like you know are there house parties and shit going on uh yeah there's a few not that not that you're not going to obviously but i'm gonna have not have that you I, heard not that i have been invited <laughs> or anything but um yeah i've seen a couple yeah. of couple uh parties going on but like really when do house parties ever stop if you really wanted a party that badly during yeah. the whole pandemic, it could have happened. It's a same yeah, vibe. I mean, it's that guy did vibe. get... That's a pandemic vibe. That's a pandemic vibe, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, because, like, I mean, I think that guy just got... That guy that had that penthouse party on um, on Richards and, and Robson or whatever just got, got sentenced, and it wasn't even that bad of a sentence, really, from what I recall. What was it? It was, it was small. I can't I have to look it up. But I mean, it wasn't anything like it was like you know some maybe a fine and like some um, what's that shit called? I you thought he went to jail. No? jail. Yeah, but community service. Uh, I think he was there for ten days. He might have another. Th- I don't know. It, it was. It was. It wasn't seem anything that big. See, um, I wouldn't fucking do that mean, thing. But I just feel like God would be like, "Yo, let's make an example out of you," and the government's really making an example out of this guy. So fuck. I feel bad for him. But the ju- the judge actually was like something like. You know, we could charge you for manslaughter if someone had gone home from that party and got their grandmother sick and died, or something like something super obscure wow. like that. Wow. I mean, that's just so they're to show definitely how trying real, how real the pandemic is because that's a very fucking real um, threat that could happen. You know? Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Anyway, so it says here on my um, what I'm reading, the guy got one day in jail for turning a penthouse into a club. Classes, time served, and probation. So, I mean, really, is it that like it's not that big of a punishment? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You gotta give him. I'm sure he made though, some man. money he from had security, kegs, servers, like fucking cashiers. I was like, what the fuck? He turned into a really yeah, good makeshift club. I was like, damn. He he went for it. I mean, he, I think he I think he got like you know five grand in fines and like some community service hours yeah and i'm assuming he probably made more than five grand in those few nights he had those parties so uh, it's it's not really you know discouraging for these guys to to do this you know what i mean but i mean this whole thing is like i got i got i don't know if i told you but i got vaccinated uh the other day have i told you that you told me yeah yeah Congratulations. yeah i don't know if we talked about it on yeah <laughs> yeah i mean i don't know I, 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 the only, only reason i really got it like, it was weird. Like, the whole thing didn't really sit well, and it still doesn't really sit well with me because 
the only reason I did it is because of this whole, you know, imminent passport situation that I'm sure is going to happen. Um, I just wanted to make my life easier and I'm not an anti-vaxxer. I definitely believe that vaccines work, mm-hmm. but in the States here, they're definitely a lot more loose. They're handing them out. Like I'm Canadian. I'm in the States. We have a residence here. So they, they gave it to me pretty easily. I see New York is offering um, vaccination pop-ups for tourists to kind of almost be like a encouraging tourists to come to New York right? to get your vaccine. You know, and a lot of Americans our Canadians, I think are going to like, you know, you know, wherever their closest American port is, is, whether Seattle or whatever. That is so fucked up because I'm thinking about the process it took for me to get a vaccine here or for anybody who wants to get a vaccine here. It's fucked. Like, I know more about where to get a vaccine from from a WhatsApp group chat than I do from our own Mm -hmm. government. Like, that's, that's, like, stupid. Like, so stupid to me, especially because the states, everybody's, like, vaccinated now. I just feel like it's the norm. And here, it's like, I gotta go play fucking hopscotch to go fucking find a vaccine man yeah exactly it's 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 definitely you know call it bureaucracy call it whatever you want it's definitely in here in america there everyone's it's a lot easier to get it like i walked in no american id no american insurance got the vaccine i wanted i got to choose between the vaccines i wanted because i didn't want to get you know the moderna or the pfizer or the any of the two shot ones because i didn't know if you know, I got one shot in America, would I be eligible to get my second shot back home? Right. Or if they would recognize it, and I didn't want to start all over again, so I got the Johnson and Johnson. Um, oh, okay, okay. And it was it was so easy, and it was like it was crazy. And yeah, I don't know why we're making such a fucking big deal of it back home. Why we can't get this done? And like you know, I feel for the people in Toronto that are just seeing all their East Coast people, you know, living living life like they were like in 2019, and they're mm-hmm. still kind of open their restaurants but i mean back to the vaccine i was crazy because like i got pretty i mean i got the shot and then i was running around all day so i felt fine and then the moment i sat down i'm like oh, i kind of got a bit of headache then at nighttime i really didn't feel well i was up all oh, night no. kind of tossing and turning watching tv and then the next day i didn't i felt like i was hungover. yeah so it was probably you know only like you know i'll call it 12 to 24 hours of not feeling well but it was literally the most sick I've been since the start of the pandemic. Wow. And it was because I got the vaccine and I get it. It's a viral vector vaccine, the one I got. And, and you're supposed to, you know, probably have a bit of an adverse reaction or side effects. But yeah. when I started to think about it, I'm like, the only time I've been sick since this whole thing started was from getting a vaccine that's supposed to help me not get sick. <laughs> I'm like, it's backwards. It's, like backwards to me and then plus now even after i got the shot i'm probably in the same position i was before the shot like i'm social distancing i'm i'm my i'm keeping my immune system healthy by going to the gym and working out and i'm eating well and mm-hmm. well eating as well as i can and all this stuff so i'm in mean, probably the exact same risk group as i was before so literally in my mind the only real benefit for me um getting this thing is it's for the convenience of being able to possibly travel or go to a concert or whatever rule I think they're going to put in with these vaccine passports. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I, I didn't, I'm, I'm not doing it to, you know, like help yourself. necessarily protect myself you're or protect other live, people. Baby. Like I'm, I'm, you're doing it to live. Yeah. And I mean, I'm all, I'm all for, you know, making sure that other people are protected. But at the same time, I'm like, is this vaccine program and, for that matter, like a lot of government programs 
targeted at protecting the weak, you know, targeted at people that may, you know, will look to a vaccine as a shortcut to, you know, getting healthy instead of like doing the hard work and getting your immune system up to shape, you know, eating well, exercising, all that stuff. And then I look at other government programs and and again, I don't want to come off like an asshole or anything like that because I do believe that government programming and government funding is needed to protect the vulnerable. Like, you know, you know, current programs for like housing or, you know, safe injections sites and, and all those kind of things. I think the thought behind them is good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just that I think there needs to be like some kind of vetting process or, or some kind of, you know, something that we don't just keep on like putting money into all these programs. And I heard some crazy numbers in the States of what the, the homeless, um, funding is at like it's in the hundreds of millions and maybe billions of dollars and and it's clearly not addressing the issue it's getting it's getting worse it's getting way worse. so in my mind i'm like for for example like our there are the safe shoot up sites in, in vancouver the premise of it makes sense you want clean drugs so people don't overdose they can do it safely i get that but if people are just taking advantage of it and they're fucking going over and over again and they're they're just becoming addicted and they're not contributing to society why don't we like interview these people and be like, okay, you know, you can get like three injections or whatever. And then if you're still a fucking piece of shit, that's not doing anything <laughs> to try to like, you know, get yourself better or like at least contribute. Maybe every shot you get, you got to do 10 hours of community service or pick up garbage, which is like the easiest fucking job there ever is. Like, you know what I mean? Or clean windows. I don't know what the fuck the answer is, but it's gotta be something that's a little bit, you know, different than what we're doing. Cause I, just, I know the goals are good and the ideas are good, but like the cycle is just continuing and continuing. We're never, we're not really, these programs, we're not really getting their, their no progress being made. Yeah. They're just keep banning. Yeah. What they're set out to do. Yeah. Yeah. But they're, they're not, they're not doing what they're set out, set out to do. Like the like homeless situation, like every, it just kind of creates more problems and more problems. And again, I don't want to, you know, seem like a dick, but, you know, a lot of these programs are targeted towards weak people or people that can't help themselves. And I understand that there are people that are in shitty situations and need the funding and need the help. I'm all for helping out the less fortunate all for that. Cause people, you know, shit happens. I, I, that could, you know, happen to me one day. And I would hope that, you know, there's some programs I could look to, um, to help me get out of that. Right. But at the same time, yeah, when I'm going through that process, you best believe I'm going to, try to like get on my own two feet i'm not just gonna you know sit back and rely on these programs and just be like a fucking you know uh, a leech to the system so yeah i mean it makes sense I, but i think it's fair to you know to play devil's advocate for a little bit to also acknowledge that some people don't have like that drive like some people could just be done you know and so yeah. i mean hey like we could say yeah, you're well, in a situation but um i think a big part of it is mm-hmm. like mental health and if you are in a shitty mental health where you feel like you can't come out of that hole, then like you, you can't, yeah. you don't want to like help yourselves, you know? And I think a lot of people are in that yeah. boat. So and that's what I mean. Fair to just uh, acknowledge that for a second. hundred percent. And I, that mental health is a huge thing, but why aren't we targeting that? Why aren't we putting out programs that focus on that as well as all the other stuff? Because like, like I would, I don't know. I'm not a fucking, sociologist or whatever i don't know <laughs> what percentage of people that are like taking these are like receiving these government funded programs are dealing with mental health issues but i would assume it's a lot so right. 
why aren't we like having these programs where we're talking to people and we're talking to them about their goals and, and, and actually getting to know them a little bit more personally and address some of the underlying issues that can help them take that next step mm-hmm. instead of just addressing the surface level shit. Like you need drugs, here's drugs, here's clean drugs. You need, you don't have a house here, the fucking house. And that's like, boom, you're done. Like we've done our part, wipe our hands clean. You have a roof over your head. Clearly that's not enough to, right. to help these people fend for themselves. And that's kind of my main point. I just think there's, we're just doing too much surface level shit and spending so much money uh, on it on and not getting anywhere. On the issue. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's just, it's just too, we're just like spinning in circles. And, and I don't, I think there's going to be a shift at some point. There needs to be a shift because like it's, we're running through the, all the same shit. And like, it, this is going to sound completely out of left field, but you know, <clears throat> I was watching, I've been rewatching Narcos. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pablo Escobar, um, <laughs> was running for, for president of Colombia, and obviously not a good idea, but you know, if you even, you even look at like how we choose our politicians, how we choose our leaders, I don't think it's ever been the best person. It's always who can, you know, push the agenda of the people that are financing, you know, their campaign. Like there's no, you can't tell me that Joe Biden is the best nominee from the Democratic uh, Party. There's just no right. fucking way. Right. This guy, this guy can't. It's impossible. But like we did, we just politics get in the way. You know, we never really get the best person that it's can. It's a popularity that can, game. You get us out. It's 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 yeah, um, I like, if it's, it's optics. It's fucking yeah. And if like if a drug dealer wanted to be the president, and all of his policies spoke to X, Y, and Z, and help you know the economy grow, you know help put like dangerous criminals away, you know, maybe he's, maybe he's a non, a non-violent drug dealer or whatever. I don't fucking know. Maybe a bad example, <laughs> but if you're, if you're a, a person that, you know, has the best policies and moving forward and the best agenda that's for the masses, I think that person should be the nominee regardless of like all the other bullshit. Like, you know what I mean? Like I saw a lady yesterday, and I'm, I'm, I'm a liberal person and I, you know, Joe Biden, as far as I know, whatever, he's old. He's like, I don't even know what he's doing, but like, he I'm seems better quiet. than Trump. I'm pretty quiet but, on that side, man. Yeah. I saw a lady with a mask that said this on the mask that said, this mask is as useless as Joe Biden. And I fucking <laughs> just started laughing my ass off in the grocery store and not because I'm anti Joe Biden. I just thought it was a clever fucking mask. You know what I mean? It was funny. But, you know, people, I think people, uh, you know, on the left down here probably would see that mask and be like, oh my God, she's a, she's an anti-masker. She's like, she's pro-Trump and like just automatically assume this lady is a piece of shit. When realistically, maybe she just has a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Maybe like she has, she has the right to like, you know, I don't think even people on the left would think Joe Biden is the best choice out of, you know, all the people out you there. To, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was clever. Fuck. It is what it is, man. But like this whole, even like, I don't know if you saw that article in the, um, in the Vancouver Sun a while back about, you remember at the beginning of this whole thing that they were like, you know, you got to aerosol everything and spray down all the surfaces and don't touch nothing where people wearing gloves and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Yep. There was, I saw something that says touching surfaces is your risk is crazy low to, to get it. And it's more about the droplets and stuff. I'm like, bro, like this is like, obviously this news is going to come out like 
as we get deeper and deeper into this, we're like, you know what? We said this at the beginning. It's actually this. You know what I mean? There's like, it's such a new thing. And we create this like panic via the media. And we don't even, we're not even 100% sure on what they're reporting. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to find out now that touching surfaces isn't even that bad when back in the, back in the day, like when a year ago, it was year, like, it was like, do not touch anything and spray everything. Down. Yeah. I remember going on vacation for a couple of days yeah. last summer when it was like socially acceptable to do so and bringing a fucking yeah. spray aerosol and spraying every doorknob, every surface. Yeah. And like, you know, we walked in, put gloves on, we fucking sprayed down the entire house before we got comfortable. Cause that's what we thought. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what, that's what I think everyone thought and then come to find out later that that it's not that's not the case and i don't know if it's better just to like not say anything until you know 100 percent what's going on mm-hmm. or to be like okay we think that touching services may be the issue so for the time being let's go this way be careful but they didn't present it like that they, present, they were like this is bad you touch a doorknob and touch your eyeball <laughs> you can get covid <laughs> and die <laughs> it was it was no, so right. fucking crazy right. it's the it's the delivery for me it's the delivery yeah and and there's like there's, there's gonna be so much stuff that comes up like you know in the following years that you know we look back on news from like years and years ago like we went over those things i think when we took when we spoke last about you know like y2k and you know fucking some other big news that was like the world's gonna end on the Mayan calendar and then all that shit never even came to fruition mm-hmm. like what's the, what's the last biggest piece of news that you can remember like I'm talking like big like what's it like like 9-11 big you know what I mean what's the last piece of news that you can remember that, that was like earth shattering and you were like holy shit that came true well just in general no uh, just in like what's the last thing that you remember I can't even remember what is it like what big thing that, exactly that's that's my point. The point is like we don't like, our memories are more our memories are so fucking short. Yeah. That all these things like these big news things are big news in the moment. In the moment for sure. And then and then a month then to on. a year or whatever later, you don't remember. You like you, we can't even remember what the last biggest news thing was. Like mm-hmm. you know, the media does a good job at like blowing shit up and almost blowing shit out of proportion. It's but almost then really like you're distracting us from something. <gasps> <laughs> oh, buddy! Don't I mean? Where my conspiracy I've had so much time at? to be like this, like yeah, I like. Fuck. Have you heard of the MK Ultra uh, like thing with the LSD back in the fifties or sixties or seventies? Maybe what? I can't remember. What's that? It was like back a apparently time, like some like <laughs> exactly some like operate like operative where you know the government was injecting people with LSD experimentally to to like try to control their minds or something. And fuck, you know, that seems like obviously a really fun I, start, time, I started thinking, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what if, like, what if all these vaccines are trying to do that again? They're just like making everyone get the vaccine to like control our minds and make us all robots and all that shit. Like, We're all sheep. Yeah, like it's it's like there's so many like, people are gonna have a field day with these. You know, obviously you can't make a, ma- a vaccine mandatory, but you can indirectly make it mandatory if you want to have any kind of semblance of a life that you remembered in yeah. terms of traveling and experiencing shit so fuck dude it's crazy it's so crazy it's but even the fact that it's over like we're talking about all that other stuff and you know how you know media is is kind of blowing things out of proportion 
Like for me to come home, and I'm hoping this changes by the time this episode comes out. But right now, literally, I'm gonna go on air and say this and put myself on blast. And, oh my god! You know, oh we'll my god! See what happens? That is never a good but sign. It's not that big. Hold on, I'm playing a sound. But bite. I mean, oh, no, 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 wrong sound bite. Wrong sound bite. Yeah, you, you, you don't need to be. Oh my. You're on the other side of the roadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so by the time I get home, I will have been vaccinated. I will have had three, in theory, three negative COVID tests in an eight day period. And after that, I'll still have to quarantine for another Wait, six fucking why three? Because you get a test before you take your flight, 72 hours. Yeah. You can take a test when you land at the, you arrive at the airport, yeah. and you take a test eight days after at home. So that's three. Jesus. Plus, I'm vaccinated. So within eight days, I'm literally going to be, on paper, more healthy or a, a, a less of a risk to spread COVID than Dr. Fauci himself. Mm-hmm. Like, like, and I'm still having the quarantine for fucking six more days? Fuck that. That makes no, anyone I'm going to come in contact with, unless they were on my same flight and got vaccinated, I will be the safest person in fucking the city. Totally. You know what I mean? <laughs> unless, unless all those, and if all those tests are wrong, yeah, if all those tests are wrong, then we have a whole bigger problem. Right. But just on paper, three negative tests and a vaccine. How much more shit can I be doing? How, like, and I still have to be home for six days? Like, like people are going to say incubation period, this and that. I'm like, okay, what about the vaccine? What about fucking, you know, the, the test I took 72 hours before I left. So after eight days, I'm looking at being 11 days after my first negative test. Right. It's like, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. Like just like a, like a five-year-old would be like, you know, you, you're, you have all these negative tests. Like you are not a threat. Like why am I being forced to not work, stay at home, not contribute financially to the economy because I'm stuck at home. Right. So I'm going on record and saying, I'm going out. After my fucking third negative test. Ah! You know what I mean? He just fucking said it. So if you if you see me on the street and I'm tan and shit, I don't be asking me where I came from. Mind like, your I'm, fucking just, business. Just know, <laughs> just know that I am fucking COVID free. He's out, and baby. I am guaranteed He's outside. safer than whoever is talking to me. So no disrespect to anyone. You know, if, if you want to keep your distance, that's cool too. I get it. But on paper, I'm going to be safer than you are. You know, does that does that make sense? Or am I like, uh, am I becoming too Americanized or something? Am I been brainwashed? <laughs> You're becoming too fucking right winged. <laughs> yeah, is, 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 does that make sense, or am I out to lunch? No, I feel like that definitely makes sense. You've had three tests done in what a matter yeah. of eight days, and if yeah, one and of I'm them, if all every single one came out negative. What the fuck are you staying home for? Yeah. Honestly. Exactly. It just and seems I mean, like common sense to end, me. Yeah, totally. And three, like, I mean, look, you at the professional athletes that are getting tested all the time so that they can play in the league and go to Dallas and play and go to Atlanta or wherever the fuck they're playing. Mm-hmm. And that seems to work. Like, if you get tested every day and you get negative results, then you're allowed to play a contact sport against another guy who lives in another state sweating up on them, you know, maybe, you know what I mean? Like you're going to be in a more quote unquote, you know, dangerous situation for germs and viruses to spread. Mm. So if these motherfuckers can do that, why the fuck 
can't we as Canadians? Schools are open. Go out. There are 30 kids in a classroom with or with. No, actually, I actually heard that masks aren't mandatory in the classroom. Yeah. Apparently. And, yeah, you know, they're I keeping mean, that thought. shit open. And you fucking you have to take three tests to be allowed of your house. Yeah. I mean, I'm just hoping that the um the, after I think these restrictions end May 24th or May 25th or something like that. I hope man. Um, that that I, I mean, I would have to think that um, at least some of these restrictions get eased, whether it's like restaurants are allowed inside dining again or patios can be open till midnight. Or this 14 quarantine has gone down to 17 days. There's got to be something that's, you know, eased, rolled back. Because I think cases are going down. And the rest of the world is opening up. Like, we're going to get left behind. You know what I mean? Literally going to be left behind, dude. Literally. Yeah. And it's um, not cute. It's not a good look. And <laughs> it's getting to the point where, we're like, we're like the social media joke. Like, in all of America. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure how many memes you've seen where they're like, just fucking clowning us like because as can like americans typically think of canada as a super liberal you know fun easygoing not a fucking government ruled fascist state and you know we're just getting fucking clowned on like people are people are like looking at us like what the fuck are you guys doing up there you guys are getting played i don't know i don't know maybe i i think i yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, you seem to be a good spirit, but you're always a good spirit. And <laughs> I don't know what the rest of the temperature is like for, for, for Canadians well, and, like, okay, how well, fed up me, they are. Let me shed a little bit of light. Recently, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if it's, like, conflict within a certain type of community or what's going on. But, man, every two days there's a new shooting happening. And it's just, like, I feel like that COVID fatigue oh, yeah. and the COVID, like, everyone's at home. Everyone's fucking like sitting there thinking about shit and people are just dying left and right here, man. And I feel like that probably reflects how people are feeling at home. Yeah. I may be in good spirits, but I feel like a lot of people are frustrated and a lot of people are fucking, you know, the sun's coming out. Everyone wants to go out, but where do you go when the patio only has five tables? And so, yeah, five. Know, yeah, I don't, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard. And like, I, I know I'm BC. We're like, complaining and, and we should but then you look at toronto it's like oh they're on another level of fucking shit they're on a fucking lockdown. like so many people i don't even know people are surviving to be honest like people are like you know especially like young people like you and people that are in hospitality you know you guys are super resilient and you're making it work and you know god bless you guys and oh you guys have you know managed to you know survive financially throughout all this <laughs> yeah totally I mean your 20s is supposed to be like I remember my 20s being that the biggest issue I had in my 20s was relationship drama like oh fuck I was hooking up with this girl and I'm hooking up with this girl <laughs> they found out about it they're putting me on but that was like my biggest issue like if there was wish, any era or I any I fucking deck, wish that was my issue man it would be in a, in a, if it wasn't we weren't in a, in a pandemic I mean, I look at, like, all the dec- generations, all the decades of my life, like, you know, from 0 to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40, whatever. The, if I could, re- if I had the choice to only live one decade of life, it would, without a doubt, Your be 20s. my 20s, 20, 21 to 29. Because, like, you, 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 A, you change quite a bit in that time. You're kind of still a kid. You're kind of still learning. But then as you grow older, in your late 20s, you kind of figure out who you are as a person. You mature a bit. So there's that aspect of it. And there's also the fact that you're in your twenties, you're just 
most of the, for, you know, for a general statement, you're just having fun. You're just out there, you're just fucking, you're just partying, you're drinking, there's very little consequence. You're not really, you're not really thinking too far down the road. You're living in the moment, which is, you know, all these books nowadays are I always about. Wish, I fucking wish I could do that, man. I feel like I'm fucking, there but you, I mean, to lose. Uh, maybe, okay. maybe well, I mean, I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm not a typical fucking twenty year old, but damn. Well, I mean, like things to lose. Like you, you have a you don't have a mortgage. I'm assuming right now. No, not yet. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So, like, so I'm talking about like real, like a quote unquote, quote unquote real life shit, where like right. you miss a mortgage payment, you lose a house. I'm talking about like I'm just looking from my own experience, and like you know, I can only speak to that, and I think everyone can only speak to what they know. But like in my twenties, where this. You know, I've had fun in every decade of my life, but those, my 20s, like I look back at those years and like I said, my biggest, my biggest concern, my biggest issue was, you know, relationship drama, which I, looking back on it is like literally the smallest fucking inconsequential bullshit that ever existed. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like things like, <laughs> do you remember, you probably too young, but there was an app called hotornot.com. You remember that? Yeah. Have you heard of it? Bit, a little bit. Yep. So basically, it's like, you know, see, we're on the screen right now. You basically, you go on the screen and you'd be like, there's like a, like a scale, like one through 10 and you click on it. You click eight or, and then you get another picture, seven, that is that. And then you can go onto your own page and be like, okay, Nolan Prasad page. Oh, I'm at a 9.2. And you're like, what the fuck? I was at a 9.7. Like, you know, and you have like, you have a thousand people rated you. And it's like that whole, like, I think that's kind of what started social media in a way and started that whole, um, um, Dang. culture of people wanting wanting likes and wanting wanting comments and wanting totally. clicks and wanting all that shit because totally. you're just like you know you're like you're going back on there almost every hour or so to see if your rating is going up or not and it kind of started this whole fucking culture of 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 needing uh external um approval and needing um needing that you know validation, validation from, sure. from people that some fucking some like four year old could be clicking me as a one out of ten, and I and I, I would be like, there was so much, and that would ruin your average. energy spent into that. It was Wait, okay. So real question, real question. What was your rating? Yeah. Oh, I, it was it was decent. I mean, I can't remember. It was so long ago, but like it was it? it wasn't bad. But I yeah, I think so. I mean, it was just like social media like is now. Six out of ten. No, thank you. Yeah, but like it's like so that you don't you don't you don't put a picture on there of you like in a candid moment. You like you're putting your your Sexy. best picture where you're like fucking flexing and you're like looking good. So I mean, it's hard not dot com. There was fucking plenty of fish. Do you remember plenty, plenty of, fish? of fish? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you probably you probably weren't on it, but like you've heard of it, and that was kind of another no, it's another it's like my dad on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plenty of it, it, it's just like kind of an amalgamation of all these. Like Instagram is kind of like what Hot or Not and Plenty of Fish were essentially. You're just like putting photos up, and you know, and now people are just slide into your DMs if they like what your profile is like. But before it was more blatant, like you know, rate me out of ten, or like you know, hit me up on Plenty of Fish and like message me there. And like that whole, it kind of started from there, and it's obviously blown up and gone crazy. Right, and it's just you know, I I think that there's going to be a cultural shift coming up because I mean there there tends to be cultural shifts. Yeah, you know, I don't know how often they happen, but like you know, we're in this point where like you know, I look at things like like you know, people want that blue check mark on Instagram, 
that is like a fucking like a real big social currency like i think you know cryptocurrency and digital wallets you know we're on the verge of that becoming mainstream you know what i mean and like there's a huge shift in the way we live day to day obviously i think we're a little far away because little things like pop culture like on Saturday Night Live, Elon Musk mentioned something about Dogecoin and Dogecoin like fell 35% yeah. from a fucking one guy making a parody joke on a Saturday Night Live pop culture episode. So, I mean, I think it's a little too volatile to become super mainstream just yet. Right. And things like, you know, Bitcoin, for example, if you wanted to buy a, a pack of gum at the store, it would be like 0. 0.000004 of a Bitcoin. So I think it were, you know, I think the value of it right now is, you know, not quite ready to go mainstream versus, you know, the other um, like mainstream currencies that, you know, obviously more accepted. But I really do think they were on the, on the verge of having a big cultural shift. I see a lot of people, whether that's I in see the a finance big shift sector. in um, people like in, in the middle class <clears throat> not wanting to like participate in the whole capitalism thing anymore. I feel like. You know, people are demanding yeah. a livable wage. And if you're not giving a livable wage, then it's, I'm not showing up to work. That's what I've seen. Yeah. I've seen many, it's crazy. many like, stores I mean... out there who I've seen they're posting on Twitter and on Instagram. And they'll be, yo, like we had to close our doors because I have no one else to work. So we can't fucking work because nobody wants yeah. to fucking, you know, pay out a proper wage. That's what I'm saying. People are saying no. That's that's a cultural shift I'm talking about. Like yeah. these big political, like, you know, like communism back in the 80s or 70s or whenever the fuck the Berlin Wall came down and, and communist Russia and shit, like, that was an ideology that was prevalent at that time. Like, you know, you know, everyone, you know, uh, an ecosystem that was decentralized and everyone participated and, and you know, looked after each other. And, and the fall of communist Russia and, and East Germany and stuff really gave rise or gave extra push to capitalism and it kind of pushed, like, okay, that shit didn't work. Right. So capitalism gave that, that little bump to make it, the capitalist system that extra nudge it needed to bring us to where we are today where everyone's like, you know, I want a bigger car. I want a bigger house. I'm going to be in the rat race and work all these hours to get more money and it's the American dream and all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And that's been prevalent for like 40 years. And, and like you said, like, that maybe work. Yeah. Maybe we're going to, that, that's what I'm talking about. This cultural shift where, I'm not talking about a little fucking thing like, you know, now, you know, online dating instead of going to the club to meet people. I'm talking like paradigm, like big, big political shit. ideologies fucking coming yeah, in. Yeah, moving, moving, moving to fucking a whole new, you know, system, social movement. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if it's going to happen in our lifetime, but we've kind of alluded to it over the, you know, random episodes here and there. And you've just mentioned it. Like things are getting more people are the fed streets up with are the way rumbling, things man. are the streets are rumbling yeah i read this book called the billion dollar whale and this one guy from malaysia was literally siphoning and loophole finding loopholes in the current financial system and he was like in a ponzi scheme that was in the, the billion like he financed red granite productions which is the production company that produced the wolf of wall street wow like a fucking massive movie with massive actors and massive directors he financed that with fucking Ponzi, like money, stolen money. You know what I mean? And he just skirted the system. It was a great read. I recommend it to anyone out there listening. Uh, How did he do billion it? Dollar whale. It was basically, he had connections into the Malaysian government and he, he knew the Malaysian prime minister's son. And then he like 
got funds from him and then those funds were backed from, you know, the government of Dubai or the UAE and he took money from them, backed against other, you know, <clears throat> other uh, assets that were really his, <laughs> which is basically an elaborate wow. Ponzi scheme. Like, I'm, bar- I'm going to borrow money from him, but it's going to be backed by money from him. Then I'm taking money from him to do money. For- and he's just, he was living life, man. Like, going to parties in Vegas with Paris Hilton. Jamie Foxx was singing at his uh, birthday. Like, mega yachts, buying homes in L.A. and London and, and in New York and, you know, just bawling out of control, like dating fucking, I think Amanda Kerr or Miranda Kerr, supermodel wow. that dated um, Orlando Bloom before him. And the guy's yeah. like a five foot three pudgy little fuck. And like dating Miranda Kerr, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just crazy. Like if you have, like if you Could have enough drive and balls, no, from at the end of the book, like, I, like that was in 2019, I think it was written. He was still like, at large on the sea somewhere and some other people, some bankers like Goldman Sachs and like these like big name fucking companies were involved too and turned a lot, turned a lot of blind eye to like, you know, vetting where this money came from and vetting like, you know, where these shell companies were like, Oh, this, this company is investing, but they're from the seashells, but they also have an uh, offshore company in the Cayman Islands. And they but you know, there was so much money was going back and forth. They were kind of like, okay, I'm going to get my commission off. This is going to be in the millions. Right. I could turn a blind eye to this. And all those bankers like literally got like, like fines, like hundred million dollar fines, which to a big bank is like nothing. And like very little jail time, if any, and like the club feds where they're playing tennis on the weekends and having caviar, you know, right. Yeah. Like basically house arrest. And so like they're making so much money and not really even being held accountable. Really? And the people that are like in this case that were that lost were the, the people of Malaysia. Like their government is is now like in debt, like billions of dollars because of all of this bullshit. Oh and who's going to pay for that? You know, tax dollars. You know, all that bullshit. So I mean, <clears throat> yeah, I think we're on the verge of this like shift where you know money is just it corrupts. It's hard. It's like you know, greed is a tough thing. I'm not sure we've all experienced it, but. We're just, when we're when you have access to, to like and everyone's gonna fucking just be happy, man. No, I mean maybe. I would love, the, I would the, love for the, the cultural shift to be a shift for everyone's just fucking happiness and everyone's just like leading a low key life, however they fucking want to live it, and everyone's just fucking happy. Yeah, no one has to work. Everyone just gets yeah. sent a thousand dollars every day in the mail, and we all just fucking chill. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. I think I think whatever we change to will be people will be good to start like, but then eventually, it's, it'll, corruption will leak in somewhere along the line. Condition, man. People will be find fault in it. Yeah. we're programmed no perfect to crave power and money, and you know humans are are programmed to want more always. So it's hard. Like I mean, I can imagine if someone gave me a billion dollars to run this podcast, for example. I'm going to be tempted to be like, okay, I really only need, you know, a million dollars to run it. And then the other 999, whatever, yeah. I can buy a super yacht. You know what I mean? When you have that much money at your disposal, you could be like, it's fuck, I could see how it'll be tempting to kind of like skirt the system a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's money just like makes everything more complicated. Like when everyone, I think not everyone, but I think a lot of people, you know, are looking to 
create a better lifestyle through money mm-hmm. and through financial means. We all kind of, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's through media or whatever, we kind of, you know, we all want to go on vacation in Dubai. We all want to have, you know, nice clothes. We want to have a you know, nice car. We want to live in a nice house. I mean, we all want the, the fundamental necessities, like just a roof over our head and food on the table. But, you know, if that food on the table can be, you know, truffle pasta with, you know, like Dom Perignon, chicken oh, down. Whoa, yeah. whoa. People are going to, people whoa. are going to, yeah. That's how programmed we are, that we both said the fucking same champagne. Wow, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just insane. So, I mean, it's, I, I think it's, I just hope whatever that cultural shift is, it won't be like a violent shift. It won't be like a, a disruptive shift, but almost every ma- massive, you know, shift like this, is 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 violent. So sure. I'm hoping that we can kind of skirt that a bit. But another thing that I was thinking is like, you know, cult and culture. You know, they're not. They're first of all, the Sorry, word, what did word you cult, cult is in the world. Culture? Yeah, so the world cult, like like a cult, cult. Yep. Mm-hmm. is in the is in the world culture. So what in your in your opinion, what do you think the difference is between the two? Because just generally speaking, people throw around like the culture of a business, you know, we want the culture to shift. The cu- culture seems to be a very positive, uplifting thing that brings people together, you know, to do X, Y, and Z. Whereas a cult tends to have a negative perception. Like right. it's a bunch of people doing weird shit. So what do you, what do you, what's your, when you hear those two words, what, what comes to mind for each? When I think of cult, I think of like a bunch of Satanists and a fucking, you know, in a <laughs> cave and they're sacrificing a sheep. Like, no hate if yeah. that's what you want to do, but that's what I think of when, you know, because of media, that's what I've been seeing of cults, and um, that's what I've known what a, what a cult is supposed to look like. Culture, I think about, like, pop culture and things happening in society and, like, you know, what the latest trends are. Um, yeah. But I think when you kind of boil down both definitions, they almost are, like, the same thing. It's a bunch of people following one ideology or one set of one paradigm almost. And yeah, it's, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence that cult is in the word culture. No, I'm mean, definitely not. There's some, like, I'm so sure some Latin deviation that it can explain it better than you or I, but yeah, I mean, you, I think you nailed it on the head of that. What I think the difference between the two is, is pretty simple. Like I think a cult lifts up a person to be, the focal point of the cult, like whether it's uh, a freaking yes. yoga guy or a fucking a leader, there's yeah. like a, lift, a cult lifts up one person, whereas a, the culture lifts up an ideology. ideology. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. lifting up one person; it's lifting up, you know, a whole idea that encompasses everything. Whereas a cult lifts up a person who that person may then, you know, have an ideology. But cult really kind of focuses on one, one person, person, or and culture focuses on and I think maybe an idea. It's a bit more blind. Than culture, you kind of have blind devotion, devotion in a um, cult, rather in culture. Yeah, I don't know. Sometimes you can be blind, you know. Yeah, I mean, have you seen any of those shows? Like, um, what's that one about that sex cult in like Idaho or something? It's um, a sex cult. Let's go. It was so good. No, it's over. It was in like the eighties, and I was like, oh my god, it was so good on Netflix. You have to watch it. Um, you look it up. Um, it was like it's called something about old country or something, and they all just had sex um, with each other. Um, I mean, uh, no, I mean it's not really. There's a lot more to it. 
Um, there's a lot about Wild Wild Country. Have you heard of it? No, about no. the Indian guru Bhagwan. Oh, Shri I've Osho. Seen, I've seen parodies about it, and they all have sex with him, right? I think so. Oh, and, but it's also like about like a lot of money and, like and yeah, they gave him like lots like of money. That. He was like and super like, fucking loaded, and like was they were all living together yeah. in a giant house or something. And then they all it was like, it was a comp- it was like a fucking complex. They all died, right? And, no, 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 no. Oh. no. I don't think so. I think they all left because like there was like in some like quiet town in like Oregon or something, and then like the 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 people of that town were kind of like, "What the fuck is going on over there?" <laughs> like. And this girl Sheila, they're coming out with a new one, a new uh, documentary series about the, the her like basically this this cult leader's number two Sheila, and basically they all he blamed it all on her and she blamed it on him and nah, nah, nah. so it'll be interesting to see when that comes out. But it's like it's scary like That's this really like uh, like this cult it like it like had a ton of people following it for right. him. Yeah, he roll up in benzes and yeah, and, and there's another one about fucking the guy. I think it was the guy that started Pico Bioda. It was like I didn't start it. He brought it from India. He didn't create anything new. He just brought it to the mainstream or something. And he was like, just like a sexual creep, you know, just doing all kinds of crazy shit. But yeah, I mean, the difference between the two, you know, is big but it's also kind of subtle like it's like it's got it's a real fine line it's between a fine the two, line you know exactly. what i mean yeah for sure it's a yeah it's, i just hope that we can find you know find a nice path post covid that you know will address some of the shortcomings of talking the current about system, cultural but, shifts can you think of a time in your life where you kind of saw one happening yeah, I'd I mean, to hear that. I, I was young when I can't think of one. I'm like 12. No, I don't think there's <laughs> been a. I mean, like they in the in the 80s when you know I remember it being a really big deal when I was a kid when the 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 Berlin Wall came down. Right. Um, you were around I, for that. We know what's going on, obviously, but yeah, you know, it was like an 89. Oh wow! So it wasn't that long ago. It was only what that 30 years ago or something. Yeah. So. I mean, it's not, it's not like, you know, these things happen frequently and, you know, in terms of like, you know, a lifetime or like in terms of like life, how long we've been around or how long society as we've known it has been around. They happen quite a bit. So mm-hmm. yeah, I remember it being a big thing. Um, I don't really remember. Do you remember there being like why? lots of oppression to it or op- opposition to it? Or was it just kind of like a, this happened and then suddenly everyone's just fucking on the same vibe? Like, how do you... How well, I mean, something happened was, where it slowly just becomes ingrained in every person's, um, like being. Or did you have people that opposed? Well, in America, I was, oh, obviously, yeah. I mean, this I was living in the states, I think, at the time, and it was a capitalist system back then, obviously. And then so everyone was like, "What the fuck are they doing over there?" And then as soon as that happened, everyone was like, "Oh yes, you know, they're, they're, the oppression has stopped. They can they can live freely like we are living out here in the West because like." Right. You know, it's another thing. Like in North America, we tend to think that our way is the best way. Like it's, yeah. you know, it's like the, it's a democracy, but is it really? And then you know, we look at China and like, oh, what they're doing there, their totalitarian control of government, and like you know, the way they handled COVID and, and and monitoring people on their cell phones and not having certain privacy on the internet and all this—that's so wrong. But you know, 
is it? <laughs> I don't know what, what, what's, what's wrong and what's right. You know I mean? Yeah. People aren't people. When I went over there, like I didn't, people weren't like, you know, chained to shit. They didn't seem like they were slaves and like super depressed. Everyone seemed to be happy in an economy that was flourishing to whoever is making the rules. What's right and what's wrong. Yeah. I mean, I think if it needs to be rules in general, I don't think we can live in a Lord of the Flies type of situation where, where, you know, it's just, you know, chaos and, you know, the strongest, yeah, like, you know, you watch shows like The Walking Dead and like other shows that are like that where society kind of gets reset, where like there's a big pandemic or a zombie apocalypse or whatever that wipes out any kind of form of society that you knew. And what really tend to set in right away is paranoia. You want to look after your own, you want to look after your family, you want to look after your tribe and anyone on the outside of that, you know, you're a little cautious of because you don't know what their agenda is. You don't know if they're trying to steal your food, trying to take over your whatever, like, you know, house or shelter you've made for yourself. So, you know, it's just, I do think we need some sort of government or some sort of overseeing body that has rules. Cause I mean, we can just have like, for the simplest example is like traffic. Like imagine you, when you drive to the, to the studio today, if there was no traffic laws, so you could just, <laughs> everyone can, it was it's just like fucking free for all roadways and cars are just going whenever they wanted. Like, yeah, yeah, you would never get anywhere. There'd be act people will be like, well, I'm in a rush, so I don't need to stop for anyone. And, you know, and then there's no real order to anything. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we have traffic laws that are pretty much universal in the world, can kind of make getting from A to B um, easier and and fluid. And we all there's like there's like people understand worldwide that if you're at a red light, it means you need to stop. You know, green light means go. These are all rules that were implemented by someone at some point that universally we all agreed to. Exactly. And you know, that's like the, one of the simple simpler forms. You know, obviously there's rules about like money and there's rules about like voting and all that kind of stuff that are consistently debated on but in this book i'm reading now about like how the you know the bitcoin crazy cryptocurrency stuff like back in cyprus in like 2012 or like not long ago cyprus had some kind of economic collapse and all the banks basically shut down and if you had over a hundred thousand euros in the bank mm-hmm. you got like 20 or 30 or 40 percent of that taken away just taken away and that was a deal that Cyprus made for them getting a bailout for their economy. Oh my God. I might be, I might be, don't quote me on that, but it's something like that. So imagine that, imagine that happened in Canada. Imagine your bank account, anyone over a hundred grand has half of their money taken away to basically bail out whatever. You know what I mean? That's another, that's wow. a, a one step above where we, where we are right now. Cause I mean, kind of right now, this pandemic has shut down people's businesses Arbit- not arbitrarily, but like at no fault of their own, right. and they're essentially losing the, their ability to make a living. Money. But not take it one step further. Imagine CIBC, TD Canada Trust, wherever, RBC closes down. Nolan, we're taking forty percent of your money because this pandemic has fucked us, and we're so in debt from you know CERB and vaccinations and all that, and there's nothing you can do about it. You know what I mean? Like if they did that to everyone, what really, what really? Could you do like you know that that Can't happened really in Cyprus no. in 2012? Can't really say no. It's happening. It's, like I mean, that's that's one of the issues with this, the the current financial system, and I think why Bitcoin is starting to 
gain some momentum. Like you can't really do that with Bitcoin right. from what I understand. But then again, I don't really, understand. cryptocurrency is another level of intelligence. Oh, dude, like, that maybe I, I've, I've been it's, trying to learn like what the fuck it even means. What does crypto mean? What does Bitcoin mean? What's blockchain with all these stuff and shit. And I cannot yeah. like wrap my head around it. Like I just cannot picture a, a fucking currency of money that is based on like that's in the internet it has no real physical asset to touch but then you yeah. can pull out cash i don't know fuck like where is the money coming from you know it make, makes no sense to me well they use i think you use fiat money like reg, like real money to purchase bitcoin i mean it is a, obviously a transitional period and again i don't really understand it that well but it's also because i'm sure when people first started this current financial system we're in right now they're like what do you mean I can't trade a rock for a chicken? <laughs> you know, there was, <laughs> it, it takes a while to kind of understand, yeah. you know, a new system like this to be implemented. And I'm sure that like our kids will be more familiar with it and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it's, uh, it's, and it's coming and it's just not mainstream enough for us to really grasp it. And things like NFTs is another, another good example. I don't know what the fuck I've been reading up on NFTs for the Same. last like, I've been down here and I still barely understand it. I know it's a non-fungible token. I know that what fungible means and I know what non-fungible means, but I don't understand how, like if I could make an NFT of the Mona Lisa and it's one of one, someone can buy that for a million dollars, but then why can't someone make another NFT of their version of the Mona Lisa? And it's, it's, it's like, I just don't understand why people are putting so much value into these. Like, I just don't get it. Like, like you're, but then anyone can put value on anything. Like we can make this clip right now while we're doing an NFT and sell it for, if someone wants to buy it for $10 million, it's worth $10 million. Yeah. Which blows my fucking mind. It's fucked up. Like Should why? It? Like, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. I've been, you want I mean, it? I paid $10 <laughs> million like dollars for you shirtless. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, fuck, it's, like, I don't, it's, uh, it's, it's this new, since the, when the, I'm sure when the internet started and whenever it started, people were like, "Yeah, okay, yeah, this is going to be a thing." Like, when people can talk on my yeah. Like initial investors are like, "Fuck you" or whatever. But now it's like I mean, everyone understands the internet basically, and everyone understands how to use it. So mm-hmm. I think and, and NFTs. We'll see what happens. But like cryptocurrencies seem like they're going to be here forever. So I'm hoping that we'll better get fucking you know, used to it. Mainstream to figure it out. But um, it's crazy. Like Bitcoin. Bitcoin was like seven dollars or something when it first started. It's not like some guy bought like bought bought like I think he gave ten thousand Bitcoin for two large pizzas or something crazy like that or something insane like at the very beginning. Like imagine that that's like like three hundred and fifty million dollars or something for two pizzas. Like how does that make any sense? It blows my fucking mind. God, you look like a house. Like you see, like my grandparents bought their house for like probably. 80 grand and it's probably worth now like a million that's a big jump right but now you you, you look at like two pizzas being worth 350 million dollars that's I, I can't even fathom that i don't even understand i can't my brain I isn't how, smart enough like, how to did you fucking get that like who valued it at that much like what i don't know Who's man Enough people like system? get involved i'm reading this book now called bitcoin billionaires about the the um, Winklevoss twins, the um, those guys that sued Mark Zuckerberg for um, the creation of Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen the Social Network? The no, movie? I haven't. Nope. 
well, did you know, do you know the story about like how like Mark Zuckerberg and these two twins kind of like, he kind of ripped them off. Like the, the twins didn't know how to code that well. And they needed a guy to code. They had an idea for this social network for Harvard called the Harvard U or U connect or something like that to connect all of the students of Harvard into one social platform. And Zuckerberg took it to another level and basically made Facebook from it. Right. And there's a big, a big falling out some sitting there suit each other, but these kids are fucking already paid. And they had like, you know, their father was like a venture capitalist. And, and then they basically didn't find Bitcoin, but like help Bitcoin get to where it is today and invested in this company called Bit Instant, which is like a, one of the first, you know, trading platforms for Bitcoin. So they basically like, they are basically involved in the startup of Facebook and the startup of Bitcoin. Like wow. how the fuck, like you wow. gotta be the luckiest motherfucker. Like, to find lightning in a bottle twice, yeah. like for like probably the two biggest fucking things in the world, things that have happened in our lifetime. Yeah. Like imagine being those motherfuckers. And they were Olympic rowers too. These guys were like, you know who Army Hammer is? Yeah. Army Hammer, like the actor. They actually played them. So they're like, obviously like six foot six, like good looking blonde white dudes. They were like, fuck that, that, that. I would love to have like, just like lived their life for like a, a week to see oh. what it's like. Would have been so fucking insane. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. So that's like for them to have done that twice. Fuck me, insane, bro. And we're sitting here fucking it. talking about fucking yapping um, into a mic. clarity. <laughs> <laughs> Doing Dude, nothing with our life. will be the next currency. Let's create that. System. No shit, eh? Let's create that system. Imagine. Well, I think you and I are like the twins. Like we're like we have ideas. We're not smart enough to like create the code. I'm definitely not smart <laughs> enough to create the code. I'm gonna try to, to figure out how to. I could probably. When my computer doesn't turn on right away, I'm like like a fucking caveman, like smacking <laughs> the top of it, like turn on, like blowing. Hello, the hello, wake up! Yeah. I'm like a real dummy. Um, yeah, fuck, I'm just like I'm the guy. That, like you know, when you call, like you call, I don't know, the bank or or Air Canada or something to make a switch. And you get those fucking automated systems that are like, press one to talk to customer service. Press two if you have an existing site. Press three if you're like, you know those automated systems? Yeah. I fucking am that guy that just smashes zero. Like zero, 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 zero. zero. I'm that guy too, though. Like, no, I don't think it's like an age thing. It's so I'm, I'm that guy. Because I don't give a fuck. I just want to fucking talk to a representative as fast as I can. Yeah, in there. They never get it right. I'll say something and like, did you mean customer service? I'm like, yeah, that's what I meant. Now you get me through. fucking bitch. Like, and I, like, we're just like, but the funny thing is like, sometimes I catch myself. I'm like, okay, I've been on the phone for maybe three minutes and I'm this impatient now. But it's just the, for me, it's the lack of, um, the lack of um, efficiency. It's just done so poorly. Like if I had a real person on the line, like some automated services do it well, but most don't. And I could, I could have got this call done within that three minutes. I just, I, I just need to talk to a real human being. Literally, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And another thing that fucking drives me crazy while we're on the subject of pet peeves is what grinds my gears. The whole note, you know when what fucking gets my goat is that you know when you go for dinner now and. You you order too much food and you want to take it to go. Yeah, and you have to box it yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Why is that? Like What's I don't understand. You just brought me my. You just brought me my food from the kitchen. You literally just brought the food to the kitchen. So why can't you do the same thing in the box? 
Like, what has transpired between these two interactions of server and customer where you can bring me my fucking, my hamburger and fries on a plate, but for you to put those same hamburger and fries in a box. And we're back. Yeah, well, uh, just so everyone, so everyone knows, Nolan, uh, behind the roadcaster, has made a couple of rookie mistakes. So, uh, uh, can you let me be? It's the second yeah. time I used this fuck the fucker. So, you know what, guys? Please, stay, uh, please bear with us, because I um, made a minor technical difficulty, but we have solved it, and we're back. Yeah, as I was staying, the fucking food thing bothers me, bro. I don't know why. It's just one of these weird things that I'm... You just want people to fucking serve you. It's like, I just, I'm it's a, a big classic, common sense guy. I'm like classic, misogynistic, not, not old man vibes. Oh my god. No, it's the fact that if they can bring out the food once, and now, I don't know if you've noticed, but every time I get the, you know how on the bottom of slips, it's like, suggested gratuity. It used to be like 15, 18, 20. Now it's like 20. 22, 25. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. I get it. I get it. This is their livelihood and it's been affected totally. But I, I like, if you're going to bring my food out to the table once, why can't you bring it out the second time in a box? You've touched it already. You've touched it already. They don't know where you've been. They got to take it back to the kitchen do, and do they, anybody. Not, no, that's okay. Here's my argument for that. Do they not take away your plates when you're done your eating? Do they not clear your plates from you, from your table? Yeah, but that goes right into the dishwasher. Yeah, okay, like the, they do. Uh, and like the unsanitary side of the shit, you know? They're not going to go put new food, okay. half-eaten food, near the dirty dishes with other people's shit to like, to no, put but, in a to-go box, yeah. you know? No, I don't. Because your argument was that they don't want to touch my dirty germ. Okay, they're not going to take but they're touching it anyway. food and put it, because that's still good food. They're not going to put it near other people's dirty-ass dishes in the dish area. Well, why do they have to go to, why do they have, they have to go from but they have to go from the table to the dish area, which they pass a ton of other tables. They pass the pass, I'm assuming. They pass they pass many places where they can have a box open, not touch the food, slide the food in, like give it a couple <laughs> shimmies on the plate, have it go into the box, and then close the box. Okay, fine, I see fine. no difference between what I they're doing. Love to give within you, the trash can. We need to have a press conference or something because you need to bring this point out. You need to fucking change the world. I, I seem like you disagree with me, which is no, fine. I agree, I agree. But, <laughs> well, mm. agree or disagree? And the, and the, okay, so you agree or you disagree? Those I agree are two different disagree. things. I agree to disagree. I just find it unsanitary. So you disagree? Okay. <laughs> um, and <laughs> also, thing. like before, what was the difference with it before? You know, before the pandemic. They no, they box up shit for yeah, you before the okay. pandemic. Do you okay. already forget well, that? Like, what's the difference before? You know what I mean? Like they were doing it before. Why can't they do it now? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, I see your point. Um, I see your point. Thank you. Thank you. And then my last thing, um, you know, when you go to like a grocery store, I'm not sure it's really big in America. I'm not sure how big it is oh, back home, but mm-hmm. um, it's happened to me at Whole Foods a couple of times where they're like, would you like to donate $2 to X, Y, or Z? Would you like to round up to this, to donate to this? Have you, Please like, you know what I'm talking about? Like donating to the less fortunate. No, of course <laughs> I do, but I don't like the... <laughs> The the social it feels like it's a real socially awkward thing. It's like like South Park did the big thing on it. It's like they almost put you in this little box. Like they say it out loud when you're in a busy store, people behind <laughs> you in line. You. So you almost feel like yeah, like you feel like a yeah. dick. Like I want to donate, but I want to donate on my terms. I yeah. don't want to be like like coerced and like socially pressured into donating. You know what I mean? There's so many better ways to do it. It's like when someone like 
hands you'd be um like a restaurant or like a, a like a, a spa or like a, a nail salon mm-hmm. and they hand you the thing and it's like oh how much gratuity would you like to leave it's like dude like fucking now i feel like so you're basically going to see me do it and it's going to be that awkward interaction so you're you're probably going to tip more and it's a real i just find that to be a real socially awkward situation where like right you know, I would just like to, you know, hand me my thing. You know, if the service was great, here's 25%. <laughs> if the service was good, here's 18%. You know what I mean? I don't want to have to, like, have them watching me repress how much, you know, what I, it just feels weird to me. Yeah, I mean. No? It doesn't uh, feel weird to you. Yeah, no, you no. Don't, I, don't don't like, I don't like having... the pressure. I don't like the pressure. I hate the pressure. It's like an awkward question. Yeah, it's awkward. It's the same way that, like, people come to my doorstep weird. to, like, you know, sell something and I do not answer the door. Ever. Yeah, exactly. So like now it. you understand why I'm coming. You know, I'm in my home. It's really, like I, I like to do. If, I, if I'm gonna reject you, I would like to be behind a, some like a closed door or like you know oh, I don't want to be watched. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. But I guess that's why it works. It's, it's you know? awkward. They it's feel awkward. the pressure makes it work. Yeah, the pressure, but the pressure also fucking. It's also uh, why people don't like call it. so much. You know. Well, I had, my first job ever was a telemarketer, and that was like. Dude, the rejection like for the Vancouver Sun. I was like, "Hey, um, it's a Keel calling from the Vancouver Sun. Um, I'm just wondering if you'd be interested in a promotion uh, where you can sign up for six months for the price of three. And like, you know, like a whole like telemark- te- telemarketing is like you have to have another level of balls so and like cute. don't care don't don't care about being rejected because I was running a pa- I running so- I was running a painting service um like two summers ago and I was like focused on that. And, like, a big part of it, the marketing behind it was to do cold calling and, like, to call people up like that. And it was the most fucking nerve-wracking shit fucking experience of my entire fucking life. It was like, ugh, I hated it. It was just disgusting. And, like... It's rejection, man. It's like like people, like, open... No, get the fuck off my lawn. I'm like, sorry, sir. Have a good day, sir. Oh, you... You did, like, in person? Yeah. I was, like, door-knocking, man. Oh, that's, a whole, that's another level, bro. Brutal. In the rain. In the snow. I mean, I get cold calls. There's an episode of Seinfeld where Jerry takes a phone call from a telemarketer and they're like, hey, I'm just calling to see if you're interested in this and that. And Jerry was like, hey, uh, sorry, I'm just uh, uh, about to step out. Would you mind giving me your number at home and I can give you a call back? And the telemarketer's like, oh, no, sorry, we, we don't do that. He's like, oh, probably we because you don't want to be bothered at home. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, perfect. Now you know, not, now you know how I feel. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a good episode, man. That's a good episode. Um. All right. Well, fuck, all right. it's been good catching up, brother. It was nice. To Next see time I you, see you, love. we're gonna be we're, we're gonna we're gonna be face to face. Face to face. I'm gonna be behind the road to dick, Butthole to butthole. <laughs> you know That's what? We almost ended a whole episode without without. Any sexual innuendo. Almost made it. Boring. It got kind of boring, so I have to do it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Next time I'll be there with you. Nice to see you, baby. All right, guys. It's been a new episode of PNC. That's Post Not Clarity. You can find us at PNC underscore podcast or our personals at Nolan Prasad and Akio Kaya. Don't forget to thumb us and hit that fucking subscribe and download button on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, stay tuned for uh, a little surprise. Pulling out the coupe at the lot, turning for a 12 fuck swap, buzzing all the bells out the box.